Hi, and thanks for checking out our City Reach Philly podcast from wherever you are listening. We hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Well, this has been a powerful week uh, for our pastoral team and, and uh, for my, my wife and I and, and um, the pastors Rodriguez. As we took the week, we went down to Kentucky after the service last Sunday and, uh, and got to go see the ark, uh, Noah's ark. It was a very incredible and a refreshing time. drove up to Chicago and got to spend some time uh, in new, new, with uh, New Life Covenant Church in Chicago, Illinois, with uh, a powerful man and guy, Pastor Choco de Jesus, uh, and we just learned so much. I, I really come back here refreshed and, and um, uh, some more clarity on we, what we believe God is going to do through this church, through your life, as we submit to Him. Uh, praise God. God is good. This um, Let's just jump right into the message. Here's a, here's a story, a true story that I, I heard. And, and there was a family driving from Canada all the way to Florida. And I, I've never driven to Florida before. Yeah. It could be a little bit painful, a yeah. uh, painful trip, you know. Uh, it could be, I guess it's average about 16 hours, but they were coming from Canada, so it took me about 22 hours. And, and another question, how many like freshly squeezed orange juice? Yeah. Man, there's a few places in the city you can get that. Uh, you know, sometimes when you have it, like, man, I need to buy one of those machines, right? Uh, because it is so good. While this family was driving down, and, and the wife, she kept just dreaming about the freshly squeezed orange juice, and she wanted orange juice, and she couldn't get out, out of her mind. And, and they finally crossed the, the state line up to get into Florida, and all of a sudden she begins to see the orange groves, right? She sees the oranges, and now all of a sudden she wants that freshly squeezed orange juice, even some more. And finally, they're passing like millions of, of oranges, and they're driving, and she can't take it any longer. She sees a little restaurant. She tells her husband, we got to stop and get some orange juice. So they, they park, and he pulls in. He's a very obedient husband like myself. And he pulls in, and he parks, right? And they rush into the restaurant, and the hostess uh, welcomes them and, and gives them, a, you know, takes them to the, to the booth, and they're, they're there and waiting for the waitress to arrive. The waitress ar- arrives and, and, uh, and says, may I take your, your order? She said, well, can you just take our drink order right now? Because she really wants the orange juice. And, and the waitress says, sure, we'll take your drink order now and, and t- take your time with the menu. And the wife says, I want some freshly squeezed orange juice. And the waitress looks at her and says, unfortunately, our machine just broke last week, and it hasn't been repaired yet. Right? So she's devastated. She's devastated because she's not getting her, her orange juice. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes we find ourselves in the same place. Where God has all these things for us, and, but because we're, we're not in the right place, because it, we're not uh, feeding ourselves or waiting for, on somebody else to do it, we can't satisfy that need in our, that, that our spirit has within us. And, and, and so really what, what, I want to get, what, you, what I want you to get from this story is the fact that there are times in our spiritual walk that we're not getting the, the, the nourishment that our spirit is desiring. And really it's because we're waiting on somebody else. We're waiting on somebody else to do it when God is telling us today it's time for you to step up time for you to stop waiting on somebody else to squeeze those oranges, and it's time for you and I to say, God, what do I need to do to, to, to step up and, and, and to begin to feed my spirit according 
to the hunger that it has. Because I'll tell you right now, your spirit has a hunger and a desire for God, even right now. And it's the distractions and it's the things of this world and it's those, those things that we're still holding on to many times that don't allow the spirit to be uh, nourished according to his will. And so today, uh, the title of today's message is Sit at His Feet. Sit at His Feet. And this week, you know, I heard a message, and it was, it was, it talked about sitting at the feet of Jesus, and it just struck me. And as I heard that message, I, I said, man, that's the most powerful place to be. The most powerful place in the world is to sit at the feet of Jesus. And there's several people in the Bible who were able to do this, and we're going to focus on, on, on one uh, young lady and her sister today, and, and really talk about. What did, what, what did she do in order to, to be and sit at the feet of Jesus? And what did that look like? So we're going to go to the book of Luke, chapter 10, and consider a couple verses here, verse 38 through 40. The book of Luke, it's in the New Testament, chapter 10, verse 38 through 40. And the word, the word of the Lord says this in verse 38. It says, Now it happened as they went that he, talking about Jesus, entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And that's what we want to look at today. Got two sisters. Jesus ends up at their house. What a privilege to have Jesus as the guest of honor. And I know Martha wanted everything to be right in the house. And, and, and we see that Martha's serving. I can see Martha right now uh, making sure that, that we got the best place. Jesus is in the house. I'm sure all of a sudden, as, as he walked in the door, all these things began to run in her mind. I need this, 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 this. Everything has to be perfect because we have the man of God, the son of God in the, in, in the house. I bet she even called the neighbors and said, man, I need a few more items. There's still some things that I'm missing. She wanted to make sure that everything was perfect because Jesus was in the house. This was a day where the food could not burn, right? Everything had to be right, the right temperature. And, and, and maybe she even needed to borrow some cups or something that she was missing. And these are all good things, brothers and sisters. This is all good things. But we see on the other hand, her sister Mary was just in awe of Jesus. She was in awe of him. And, and the Bible, that, that, that verse we read says that she sat at his feet. She sat there and she just looked at him and she just listened uh, to the master. And, and at that moment, she wasn't thinking about anything else. She forgot about her problems. She wasn't thinking about eating. She wasn't thinking about going to the neighbor's house to get the right cups and the right plates. plates. All she did was sit at his feet. Glory to God. Both Mary and Martha were doing something good. It wasn't that one was doing something bad and some, some and the other was doing something bad, good, but they were both doing something good. Both of these things are important. Both are necessary. Both of them really truly believe that they are in the right place. Both of them are honoring Jesus, right? Martha, just because she's trying to make sure everything right is right doesn't mean she's not honoring Jesus. In fact, she's doing it in order to honor him. Well, 
Mary sitting at his feet, looking at the master, just in awe, just taking in all the words. Even when he doesn't talk, she's enjoying his presence. So she's honoring him, but one of them is on the right track. I need you to uh, tell your neighbor who's sitting uh, to your right and say, sit at his feet. Now turn to the one on your left and say, sit at his feet. And that's really what we're here for, right? We are here to talk about how do I get to a place where I'm sitting at his feet. See, because every single day we have that choice. You have the choice to sit at his feet. And he's waiting every single day for you to make that choice to sit at his feet. And we see here that, that Mary obviously made the right choice. She chose to sit at his feet. And, and Martha, although her, her motives were, were good and, and she wanted to honor uh, uh, the, the Lord Jesus, she didn't make the right choice. And, and I would ask you today, you know, you made it to church here today and praise the Lord because I know for many of us it's a struggle to get here every Sunday. There's all these things that get in the way and all these things that try to keep us from getting here. But you made it today. But I'll say tomorrow morning on Monday you get a choice. You have a choice whether to, to get preoccupied with all those things we do. Or you can stop and sit at his feet. It's a daily choice, church. And I'll be very honest, so many days of my life, I've chosen the, the to-do list, right, over sitting at his feet. Because I get up and, I, man, I'm running late because I wanted because I hit the snooze button too many times, right? So I got to go wake up the kids. I got to go brush my teeth, put some mouthwash in my mouth. I need to get showered. I got to go figure out what I need to wear, right? And, and for the ladies, it's a little struggle. What shoes? should I wear today? Is it a boot day? Or is it not, right? So the, the struggle is real, right? It, it, it is, it is what, what, what I'm having for breakfast. Is it, do I have time to, 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 to fry an egg, or is it going to be just cereal? Am I going to have time to stop at Dunkin' Donuts, or, or is that Dunkin' Donuts too packed because I got up too late? Right? So sometimes we are so preoccupied with all those things, there's nothing wrong with those things, but did we choose to sit at his feet? And even as we open our eyes, and the first thing we truly should do is, is give thanks to the Lord. And I put a little prayer up here that, 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 that's going to be up here. It says, thank you, Lord, for the breath of life, for another day to impact your kingdom, for the opportunity to hear your voice. Your ways are higher than mine, so help me not to lean on my own understanding and be Lord of my life. Help me to look more like you today. I mean, you can make up the prayer yourself. This is just something that, that, that if you want to take a picture, you can, but you can, God will give it to you. Like, like you can say, Lord, thank you for the breath of life. Thank you because you've been faithful. Thank you because you are God of my life. Thank you because you are my master. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Lord, because where would I be without you? Thank you, God, for your mercy. Thank you, God, for the forgiveness of my sin. Thank you, God, for taking me out of the miry clay and placing me on a solid rock. And those are the prayers that he's longing to hear from us. But you have to choose it. No one will choose it for you. And many times we're just like Martha. 
But we choose all the busyness of life. And, and those things are not going away, church. They're not going away. But that can't be the, the, the priority of your life. If that continues to be the priority of your life, you'll miss it. And I don't know about you, but I do not want to miss it. I want to sit at his feet. Amen. Amen. Lord God, what can you do? Pastor, I'm not sure what that looks like. You get up, you have a conversation. Lord, thank you for this day. And it doesn't have to be something fancy, but if it's real, he receives that thing. Right? He receives it. See, because Cain and Abel, they both brought an offering unto the Lord. Right? God really wasn't concerned about what they brought. Right? He was concerned about where their heart was. It's about the motive of your heart that God is looking for. Not about the fancy words. It's, it's not about the, 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 the check in the box that, oh, I prayed for exactly 10 minutes, I'm done. That does not impress God. God is looking for authenticity from you and I. It, it, what does it look like? Maybe it, for you it's turning on some worship music, right? Opening the Bible. Say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up 10 minutes earlier or 5 minutes earlier or a half hour earlier and I'm going to sit at his feet before I start my day. Uh, maybe it's listening to a sermon that's going to inspire you. That's how we begin to sit at his feet. Tell your neighbor, sit at his feet. What happens when we sit at his feet? We begin to discover him. We begin to discover him. And that's what Mary was doing. That's why Mary wasn't, see, Martha was probably saying, Mary, come on, Mary, and trying to, as she walked by her, probably trying to kick her, like, get up and help me do something in the house, Mary. And I can see Martha getting angry, right? All of a sudden, her attitude was getting worse and worse because she was preoccupied with the things to do instead of the one who was in the house. See, because when we begin to sit at his feet, we discover who he is. And all of a sudden, even when everything is falling apart, we are firm. And we can rise above that thing that is trying to destroy you, that thing that is trying to distract you, that thing that is robbing your blessing. It is that time with him that begins to shape your heart. And you begin to think differently. You begin to act differently, you begin to speak differently, you begin to walk differently, because you just sat at his feet. When we fail to sit at Jesus' feet, it becomes harder to have conversation with God. When we fail to sit at his feet, it becomes harder to worship him. And we miss out on the true blessings of life. A.W. Tozer, it'll be on the screen, he said this, it's a little long, but it's powerful. A.W. Tozer says, retire from the world each day to some private spot. Stay in the secret place until the surrounding noises begin to fade out of your heart. And a sense of God's presence envelops you. Deliberately, this means you're choosing, you're choosing it. Deliberately tune out the unpleasant sounds and come out of your closet determined not to hear them. Listen for the inward voice the Holy Spirit, yes. till you learn to recognize it as powerful. Yes. Learn to pray inwardly every moment. After a while, you can do this even while you work. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't know about you. I want to live like that. Yes. Yes. 
I want to believe that even when I'm at work and I'm being distracted, even when the boss is coming by, even when my friends are trying to, to give me some jokes that are not going to what uh, help me, they're going to actually bring me down and take me away. No, I want to be in a place that after a while, I could even meditate on the Lord, right? Even while I'm at work. Even when somebody cuts me off, right? When I'm driving. I'm not going to get affected like that the way I used to be, right? Because there's something happening because I just sat at his feet. Because I sat at his feet, I'm not susceptible to the same things I've always been susceptible to, right? When that thing flashes across my phone, I'm not going to jump on it, right? I'm going to get that off of my phone. I choose it. I'm going to be deliberate. Praise the Lord. Jesus did the same thing. Mark chapter 1, verse 35, Jesus says this, or the Bible says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before the day. So he got up very early. He went out and departed into a solitary place. And there he prayed. So Jesus giving us the example. This is about sitting at his feet. This is about sitting at his feet. And when we sit at his feet, something happens on the inside. When we sit at his feet, all of a sudden, we get clarity on what our true purpose is. When we sit at his feet, all those frustrations begin to disappear because my trust is not in the man. My trust is not in my church. My trust is not in the pastor. My trust is not in my bank account. But I'm sitting at the one, hallelujah, that I will place my trust in. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Let's go back to chapter 10. Here's the story. Martha just complained. She said, Jesus, do you not see her? We're trying to make everything right for you. She's just sitting there. In verse 41, this is what Jesus says. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, you should have that on there. Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Mary made the right choice. He said, Martha, 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 I love you. You're amazing. Amazing that you're in there doing all this stuff. But don't you realize who's in the house? Would you just stop? Maybe you should have called a neighbor to come do that. Because I'm not going to be here for long. Uh, mm. Hallelujah. Maybe you should have hired somebody. Maybe you should have grabbed somebody off the street. She said, you better cook something good in here because the master's in here. And I, gotta, I, I, I want the food to be good, but I, I need to focus on Jesus right now. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. See, because she didn't understand, right, that even if the food was bad, Jesus could have prayed over it, right, <laughs> and made it good, right? Even if the cup was cracked, Jesus would have made it work, right? And there's sometimes we're so preoccupied trying to help Jesus fix our lives instead of saying, not focus on God, you need to do this. And God, if you only did this. And God, if I only had that job. And God, if I only had that education. God, if I only lived in that house. We're trying to help the master when the master said, would you just sit at my feet? Would you just sit at my feet? Yeah. The yeah. I am the one who provides. I am the great provider. I am the king of kings. I am the one who set the oceans in the spot that they sit. I am the one who formed 
move forward and, and I'm trying to help them and I'm like, Lord, and I'm praying and we're praying to you. I said, brother, we get up in the morning, let's pray for this situation. We're praying. All of a sudden, he's down here with this heavy weight and I'm over here with the heavy weight too. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Two of us. Yeah. Two Marthas, right? God, have mercy. Two Marthas. I remember one Tuesday morning, never forget it. I'm praying diligently for my brother and the Holy Spirit came and he rebuked me. And the Holy Spirit said, who do you think you are? The Holy Spirit said, you're trying to fix his mess. You can't even fix your own mess. He said, don't you know that you're not the picker, picker, upper? That that's not what I called you to be. You're not the one to fix it. You're the one to tell the brother, yo, 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 I know the one. I know the one who will fix it. I know the one, hallelujah, who needs all things you and his name is Jesus. choice to sit at his feet, church. More than anything, he wants you to sit at his feet. He wants you to get to know who he is. Hallelujah. So with every eye closed, if we could just close our eyes for a moment. 
if you know that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you, that something has been speaking to you, and you say, I need to begin to sit at his feet. I tried my way. I've done all these things, and nothing seems to work out. Today is your day. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Jesus, more than anything, wants you to sit at his feet. So I'm going to count to three, and if that's you, and you know it's you, every eye is closed now. And if it's you, you'll raise your hand at the count of three. One, two, three. Hands lifted all over the room. And I'm going to ask you to pray with me. Jesus, I want to sit at your feet. I don't want to do things the way I've always done them. I want to trust you. Forgive me for doing things my way. Forgive me of my sin. Those things I've done to hurt you and other people. Help me to forgive. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I surrender to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening this week. We hope you enjoyed the message. Please subscribe, rate, and comment on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen on. Have a blessed week.